The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one London low dealer in the Midwest at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the true magazine for the Midwest sportsman at MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois where the sandwich is the sandwich. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant, or a restaurant just for you and that special person, at 1 South LaGrange Road in downtown LaGrange at gpitaliano.com, 708-325-4590. Follow me. Find a world that embraces free open spaces. Come and follow me. Hello, everyone. This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Well, I should say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good middle of the night, whenever you're listening to our show. I want to thank you for listening to Chauncey's Great Outdoors and having it made the most listened to outdoor radio show in the Midwest. Hey, if you haven't looked out the window or walked outside, I think fall is here. Did you see all the colors and all the, uh, it's got a little crisp in the air. You know, when you get that little crisp in the air, ooh, yeah, I like that. So I was excited, and we're, it's just, it's getting to be beautiful to me. The wind has been howling, and you know what? The temperatures are going to be dropping. Next week, they're talking about, I mean, it's been cold in Wisconsin. It's been cold in Michigan, down here in Illinois, Indiana, Ohio. Uh, it's that, that nip in the air or as they say, nip under bip, is going to be showing up next week. Whew, man, I saw 35s, 32s. I'm like, oh, boy, you better, if you don't have your guards all picked and cleaned out, you better get them in. <laughs> this time of the year with everybody. We have deer hunting. There's, you know, waterfall hunting going on, small game season for in certain respects in different areas. There's so much going on. And there's a lot of deer being harvested with archery. Uh, so congratulations to every one of them who uh, were successful on their harvest. I appreciate that very much. But speaking of that, uh, you know, we have to uh, talk about uh, deer harvesting. The Indiana Conservation Officers are encouraged Indiana hunters to donate harvested deer to help feed the hungry Hoosiers. You enjoy the hunt. You enjoy being out there. You enjoy everything about deer hunting. But, you know, maybe you, you know, not don't want to process the deer or pay for processing or you just, if your family doesn't want to enjoy the meal of venison with you, that's okay. Because you can drop off a deer, field dressed, and a bunch of local participating processors in Indiana. They also do this in Illinois, which I think is a great thing. So it's it's just so much fun to to go out there and hunt and then 
realize you're helping the needy. Uh, you, these processors will create venison burgers in one-pound packages, and then they're distributed to the food banks in the area. And this way, the people that need a meal, need that high-quality protein, get it. Uh, in 2021, in the Indiana deer hunting season alone, they took uh, 45,326 pounds of venison were donated. And you know what? I bet you they could double that if people thought about it. So if you want to get more information on that, go to sbf.in.gov for more information there. And they do this in Illinois, and I I know they do it in Michigan and other states. We'll get a little report on what's happening with the Illinois. uh, And that's done actually through the Illinois Conservation Foundation. They help out with that a tremendous amount. On this week's show, we will hear from uh, a couple of great anglers, (laughs) Steve Vandermark and Jerry Fox Jr., who were crowned the Masters Walleye Circuit Pro Walleye Champions. Man, you get that all on a trophy, you need a, a, a bigger trophy. Uh, in a tournament that took place in Wisconsin about, I want to say about two weeks ago. And this was not an easy tournament. The weather was ooh, ugly up there. Uh, and the fish were real finicky and hitting. They had to work hard for them, but uh, they persevered, and they won. Congratulations. Uh, we'll hear how they did it and what lures they used and everything else. Uh, following them, I am so, so honored to have this gentleman on. Jose Guzman, who became the first archery deer hunter to harvest a deer in Cook County in over 150 years. Now, what? just what I said, he's the first archery deer hunting to harvest a deer legally in Cook County in over 150 years. Uh, I just like, wow, that's so cool. Uh, we're going to hear not so much about him harvesting it, but the prep work and just being out in nature and getting up early in the morning with it. And once again, if you're a deer hunter or you understand that it's harvesting the animal is great and you enjoy the table fare, but it's all, it's all the prep. It's all the camaraderie. It's all the fun beforehand. And it's just, it's so cool to hear the excitement in somebody's voice. And I really, really like that. And then of course, in our last segment, we'll have the Aiden fishing report from West Michigan, and probably some other fish reports, too, because there's still fishing going on, as well as hunting and bird watching and pumpkin picking and, you know, all that stuff. So, okay. So I tell you what, don't don't go crazy. Pour yourself another cup of coffee or soda pop or whatever. Sit back, have some fun, get ready to enjoy more of Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks Marine is now taking deposits for the 2023 London Low Boats. That's right. The assembly line is working on those 2023 models, and the Waterworks Marine wants you to get the boat of your dreams and get on the water and enjoy a day with your friends and family. But if you have a boat and need service, parts, supplies, or any of those water fun towable items, only make one stop at Waterworks and get on the water faster. Give them a call at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks.com and tell them Chauncey sent you. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation 
all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. For only fourteen ninety five. Big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. Inside each issue, you'll find timely, in-depth articles on fishing techniques, hunting strategies, equipment reviews, and new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! That's the sound you'll hear at the Illinois Conservation Foundation Director's Hunt taking place on November 28th and 29th, right after Thanksgiving, at the new location, the Jim Edgar Panther Creek State Fish and Wildlife Area in central Illinois near Springfield. This hunt will include lunch and a banquet dinner on the 28th, overnight lodging, as well as breakfast on the 29th. Hunting guides and dogs will be provided if needed. For more information, go to the IL Conservation. That's ilconservation.org for special early bird pricing and save on groups of four. Make your plans. I'll be there. Get them. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Well, I got me a bass boat equipped to the max. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors and on the phone with me, I don't know if I should start out by singing, we are the champions, da 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 da. I'm bad at singing, so. 
<laughs> We've got Steve Vandermark from Linwood, Michigan, and Jerry Fox Jr. from Harrison Charter Township in Michigan. And these two gentlemen are the champions of the Masters Walleye Circuit World Walleye Championship that was held in Oconto, Wisconsin. When was it, guys? Steve, do you remember? About a week and a half ago, yeah. Uh, the last two days of September and first day of October. Mm-hmm. And the the thing is, you and Jerry uh, were one of 38 boats, and they're, this is the top anglers that were picked for this tournament. And, you know, that's throughout the year, so it's a, an accumulation of, you know, your scores, your et cetera, et cetera. You, you guys won. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we felt. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, was it a one-day or two-day tournament? It was a three. Ooh, three-day tournament. And wait, wait a minute. Two, a week and a half. You know, Mother Nature wasn't being real nice out on the water. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times we, uh, I pulled into the boat ramp, and uh, Steve's calling me. He's like, what do you think? I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was either go out fishing or go sit in a hotel room, so... We went out fishing. Yeah, that's not a bad. I well, guess so. But but you did it safely, and that's that's the most important thing. And um, now, the, were these other competitors from all parts of the the Upper Midwest and you know East Coast? Yeah, they're from all over the all over the country. Mm, okay. Um, so it's a, a three day event, Steve. Now each day was it an accumulative? Oh, I got it right. <laughs> an accumulative uh, total that keeps adding up. That is correct. Yeah, you don't start over. It's uh, accumulation of three days, and uh, quite honestly, the the bite was super tough. If I'm not mistaken, I believe there was only four or five teams that actually weighed five fish each day because that's that's your legal limit to weigh for the tournament. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> it was it was tough fishing. We were fortunate. We actually only weighed fourteen, so one day we weighed four, mm. but uh, we squeaked it out because we we actually the first two days had five fish. We only caught each day so that's how tough it was wow now you know when people watch television and they see the bass fishermen they see you guys that not you guys but the bass fishermen casting and you know working a worm working a frog working an animal now in walleye fishing you're doing a lot of you know it's 99.9 percent trolling right not necessarily. On, on Green Bay, more tournaments in the last three years have been one casting, I would say, than trolling. Really? It's really caught on spots on spots. Mm-hmm. And if you set up in, on, a, on a big school of fish, like I know one gentleman, I believe he had 28 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, he just went in there and he was telling me at eight or nine on. And, uh, you know, was fortunate enough to land five great big ones, but he had the biggest bag of the tournament casting. Um, there, there are a lot of local cast too, but we did not have that great a success casting. But I would say, what do you think, Jared? Probably half the field was casting. There were probably more. Wow, yeah. I I never never thought about that because every walleye tournament that I've seen on uh, television with uh, some of the guys that I've known. Actually, I've known them too long. The Cavallas boys and <laughs> those guys. Uh, the tournaments that I've seen, oh, yeah. them in, they've all been trolling tournaments. And uh, so that's cool that, you know, they're casting and trolling. So I guess I learned something new, like everybody learns something new every day. And but so you guys did this. And can you tell us what baits we're using? Because, I mean, you know, nobody's going to know. 
<laughs> Tournament's over. Well, actually, we uh, we had a camera guy. We had the camera guy for two days, and he was taking pictures and and filming us with the baits and stuff. So yeah, we were running um, number eleven flicker minnows, and also um, a new lure uh, that's made in the United States called the bait rat lure. A bait rat lure. Bay rat, yeah. Huh. Yeah, bay rat. We also had some number uh, nine, two flicker minnows out, too, because mm. I caught some of the bigger fish on nines. Yeah. So you get these fish, two days of fishing. First of all, it's also not the, well, two weeks ago in Oconto, Wisconsin, it was a little bit cool. It wasn't, you know, the blustery. You weren't sitting out there in your T-shirts and shorts, right? <laughs> No, I think we uh, had long underwear on like the whole time, <laughs> the whole week. I had yeah, long underwear. Four so. to five foot waves. Wow, four to five footers out there too, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! And the that, pre-fish, not the tournament so much, right? Yeah, the pre-fishing. I mean, you know, because you're just trying to get your spots. Like, okay, what do I got here? What do I got over here? And and stuff like that. Um, so three days of tournament, you go through all of this. And do you remember what your total weight was on the first day? Yeah, we had 23, uh, 14. You know, yep. all the times I've gone walleye fishing, I've never had 23 pounds of weight in my boat of walleyes. <laughs> Whoa, that's nice. And then yeah, we, had, we had a four-pound lead going in, uh, into the second day. Okay, Ooh, so you had somebody chasing you, huh? Yeah, everyone. <laughs> everybody. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so then the second day, what you had was that the uh, 40th? No, the last day was the 40 fish, right? Right. Yeah, so the second day you had yeah. five fish, and your weight was? That was, a, we were just a little over 20, like 20 pounds and five ounces, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was right there. Cool, cool. So... You're still sitting in first place yet, second day? Actually, we had less we had less weight, but we actually gained on the on the people that were behind us. So we went into the last day, we had a six-pound lead. Wow. Because they were having a hard time locating fish. Well, they could get them. The people that got them one day couldn't get them the next day. Right, that's and what I meant. And vice versa. Wow. Okay, so the final day, you're going, going in with a six-pound lead. And you're fishing, you catch four fish, and you look at each other and go, it's going to be a tough day. <laughs> no, actually, we, we had about 20 minutes to go, and Steve hooked up just a, about a two-and-a-half-pounder, and when we put that in the net, I looked at him, I go, that's the one that's going to win the tournament. Oh, no. And I told him, no way. And he said, oh, yeah, it is. I guarantee you this. I, I don't know why you were so confident, but I was, I was beside myself because I said, we need the fifth one to win. Otherwise, we could easily be in second or third. Oh, wow. Wow. So you get up there. Yeah, you get up there. You know, they've got the, you know, the numbers all every place. And you drop your fish in there and you go, OMG. Because you were probably one of the last ones to weigh. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, they were just like, what, two or three boats, or two or three guys left, I think. So. Yeah. And, uh,. They tell you you're now the new world walleye champion, and you guys looked at each other and went, "Say what?" <laughs> <laughs> I think I told Steve, "I go, can you believe this?" 
<laughs> it took a little while to sink in, I got to admit. Oh, God, yes, it did. And, you know, once again, it was a great tournament, a lot of fun, big crowd of people, right? Good crowd of people were there. Uh, yeah, there was a bunch of people there, yeah. Yeah, there were a bunch of people there. And see, these tournaments, you know, whether it's a bass tournament, a muskie tournament, a walleye tournament, uh... Down south, they have the catfish tournaments, the crappie tournaments. Uh, what am, am I missing anybody? Well, and even in Lake, you know, the Great Lakes, they have the salmon tournaments. Uh, you know, that brings thousands of dollars to these local communities, doesn't it? I think the big circuit more than people like really, millions. Yeah, yeah, it's millions of dollars when you bring in the big the big circuits when there's like a hundred and twenty boats. That's mm-hmm. just lots and lots of people. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, think of it. You got the hotel rooms, gas. Pr- you probably hit a couple of bait shops looking for something. Uh, just a few. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> like all of them. <laughs> we did a bunch of them. Here's we me. actually took one day off. There was five to six foot waves on the day before the tournament. We looked at each other because we were, we were beating ourselves up pretty good, but we had located some really good fish. And we're mm-hmm. like, you know, why don't we just take the day off, rest up, and go into this tournament fresh. And I think that also helped us tremendously because we had a 42-mile run one way um, on the first day, mm-hmm. and it was pretty rough. There was two to three-footers, so it, it bounced us around pretty good, but we were well-rested and on our game on day one. Yeah, well, that's cool. Now, when you're doing these tournaments, um, you know, Jerry, the the there's other things that are happening around the tournament. There are, you know, sometimes there's a... A charity event going on to help out the community or some, uh, you know, a sick kid or something. Uh, and I, I don't know if there was anything going on at the World Walleye, World Walleye Championship. But, I mean, you know, each of these tournaments are always giving more back to the community, don't they? Yeah, that's what's important uh, for the, the towns to get them in, like Ocanto. It's just a small little town. And even just adding 40 boats. And, like, you know, me and Steve each brought our boat. So Steve was fishing part of it in practice. Now he's fishing another part of the day in practice. So, you know, you're talking, there's, like, 80 boats and mm-hmm. gas and food and restaurants. And, and so, lo- yeah, it's, uh, it's <laughs> and, a lot. And local establishments. Uh-uh, wink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. The, the nice thing about the MWC, too, is they, they, they cater to the kids. They'll have a kid's night, you know, where they come up and, they give out free rods and different things like that, you know, throughout the year. Mm. And it, it just, you get the younger generation involved because it is an expensive sport. And to get them involved and get into it, it's just, it's huge because it's, you know, I don't want to say it's a dying sport. It is, and it's still doing good. But in order for it to continue to do good, we need to have the younger guys to keep active in it, you know, because let's face it, eventually Jerry and I are going to retire someday. <laughs> you know, you need the younger the younger guys to step up. And for all you younger guys that are listening to this uh, anywhere east of the Mississippi River, trust me, you know Jerry and Steve, their knees are going to start hurting, or their hips are going to be hurt a little bit more. And you know, they may not want to retire, but their bodies are going to tell them to retire. <laughs> that's usually what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yep, my God. For sure. But, but see, that's I think that's the coolest part. Because you get a kid that comes up to you, and you talk to that kid, and that kid is nothing more than a sponge. And he is, every word you say, he's sucking it into his brain. And and he's already dreaming of being on his own boat 
that's got the walleye emblem on the side of it and you know fishing tournaments and stuff like that and i mean it's just a it's a great feeling when you're doing these tournaments and watching you may not think you've got an effect on these young kids but oh my gosh you have such a huge effect on these kids and letting them look down the road at what they want to do what they want to be what motor you got on your boat what rod you're using what baits you're using that bubblegum colored warm that i told you about before the interview <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know they they it's they're just a sponge aren't they wouldn't you say so steve oh for sure you can see it in their eyes sometimes i've taken a few kids out fishing mm-hmm. in fact one of them's fishing the tournaments now um years ago it was my accountant's son and he got hooked right away we caught some big fish and just you can tell the fire's lit in them, and mm-hmm. the, the torch continues to burn now within them. Even it's it's, yeah. it's just amazing, and that's how it's passed on. Oh, you know, from, from person to person. Yeah. How long have you you guys always been a team fishing? No. How long we've we been together now, Jared? It's been quite a while. Uh, like ten years. Been fishing together for ten years. That's we pretty fished good. We fished as a as a. He, uh, Steve had a different partner, and I was fishing with my brother. So we had other teammates, and then our, our teammates couldn't fish anymore. So then we just teamed up together. Yeah, yeah. Never fish with your brother. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know his brother. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great guy. He's a great guy. But I mean, it's just that, you know, it's for 10 years you've been doing this together. Um, is this the first time you won the championship? It was the first time we won the Masters Walleye. The Masters Walleye Championship. I'm sorry. Yeah, we actually won a Michigan Walleye Tour Championship. Was that two years ago or three mm-hmm. now? Two, somewhere in there. Yeah. God, that is so cool. That is so cool. And you know what? You guys have done a great job. You're you're participating in a sport that's getting kids and. Uh, families involved. Uh, you're showing people the great fishery that's out there. You, like you said, there are cameramen out on your boats. They're, that's going to be on television. You can see this, what's happening. You can enjoy the great outdoors by watching these things. And, you know, you'll pick up some tips for yourself when you're out there, right? By watching. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Steve, yeah, Jerry. It's, it's, it's nice to, uh, you know, because I, I feel like we're mentors even to um, a some of the adult fishermen because mm-hmm. they'll have a bad tournament and then we'll we'll talk them through what maybe they should have done or you know what i mean what we did different and that kind of stuff so it, it's it's kind of nice even see some of the older guys um you know grabbing some of the information that we have yeah is um the what was that uh your your families, I mean, they're all supporting you. I mean, they're all cheering you on and supportive of what you guys are doing, et cetera. Uh, you, you've got do you, you have full time jobs, don't you? Yeah, oh yeah. Outside of fish, well, you got to have something to pay for fishing. But you know, you have you know full time right. jobs. So you're a weekend warrior, just like a billion other people in this country. You know, you've got a, a nine to five or you know ten hour, ten hour day job, and then you. When you get your free time, you get out and enjoy the sport, and you do it, and you make yourself proud. You made your family proud. Uh, is there anybody that you want to make mention of uh, in this interview that you know may have provided you some help along with gear or whatever uh, for these tournaments that you're on in? Well, I think my wife is like my biggest supporter. Mm-hmm, of course, for sure. But uh, we couldn't do it without our our boat sponsor with uh, Ranger Boats mm-hmm. and uh, Yamaha uh, on the back end and. Uh, Offshore tackle for sure. Offshore tackle in the rants. 
Yep. Those people are 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 major supporters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Along with along with Iowa, I mean, yep, yep. And we also use some Denali rods and that sort of thing. My wife, I gotta say this because I've probably only once or twice throughout the years given her enough credit, but my wife Shelley does so much, and uh, she'll be surprised to to hear me say this, but I owe her a lot, but she knows. <laughs> but uh, without her, I, I know I couldn't do it. There's no way. Cool. No way. She takes care of everything at home, the dog, pool, everything when mm-hmm. I'm gone. You know, when I come home and everything's organized. And if you've ever fished a tournament, you know, it takes two to three days to recuperate on these big tournaments. Mm-hmm. And you're just wiped out. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, very thankful for that. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you for coming on Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and we'll keep an eye out on the old internet to see how you're placing in your tournaments, because I know there's another tournament coming up right around the corner, right? (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Everybody, that was Steve Vandermark from Linwood, Michigan, and Jerry Fox Jr. from Harrison Charter Township, Michigan. Two great anglers, winners of the Masters Walleye Circuit World Walleye Championship. Congratulations, guys. Thanks. You're listening to Chauncey. You. You're listening to Chauncey. On Chauncey's Great Outdoors, you know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks Marine is looking to expand their five-star rated marine mechanic staff, become part of the Waterworks staff, and feel what it's like to be part of the best marine mechanic staff in the Midwest with training, benefits, good pay, and more. When people know you're a marine mechanic at Waterworks, they know you're now part of the best of the best. For job inquiries, call 708-798-9700 or contact them at waterworks.com. Tell them Chauncey sent you. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. In 95, you get 12 big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. Inside each issue, you'll find timely, in-depth articles on fishing techniques, hunting strategies, equipment reviews, and new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH. Did you know that Midwest Outdoors Magazine includes a state section for where you live? Each month you get the information that matters to you and where you hunt and fish. For you can't beat this deal. Call 1-800-606-FISH and start your adventure with Midwest Outdoors today. I fish. I also clean local waterways so others can fish and swim. I help build public boat ramps for easy access to the water. I provide fishing and water safety education for kids. I maintain a healthy fish population so tomorrow's anglers can enjoy a catch. I prevent unwanted species from spreading into waters where they don't belong. I restore the condition of rivers to help fish and wildlife thrive. I fund long-term plans to protect our lakes and streams. I do all of these things and more, all because I buy a fishing license. When you buy a fishing license, you do a lot. In fact, every dollar from a license purchase protects and maintains your local waterways for future generations to enjoy. To learn more about how you can get your fishing license, go to takemefishing.org. That's takemefishing.org. 
You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by diamondghostcharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Trolling, 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 Hey, this is Captain Sig off the Deadliest Cats. You're listening to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and on the phone, I am exceptionally honored, pleased, uh, exuberant, excited. I can't even think. There's probably several other adjectives (laughs) that I could bring up, but I have on the phone Jose Guzman, um, who about a week ago, was it, Jose? Yeah, about a week ago. About a week ago was hunting public land in Cook County, and legally harvested the first deer in like a hundred and how many years? Uh, over 150 years. Holy mackerel. And yeah. that's so, just unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sitting here yeah. going, wow. <laughs> yeah. So Cook County has been closed to hunting for that. Well, it, it, not completely closed to all hunting because the area that I hunted has had waterfowl hunting for some time, but definitely no uh, deer hunting mm-hmm. um, since that time. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing is you're an outdoorsman. You like fishing, hunting, and all that stuff, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is a spot you apply, and you know, it's public land. It's, you know, that Wolf Lake area, there's a certain area. You have to apply, and you get how, how long of a period of time in your permit? So the uh, archery uh, season runs from October 1 all the way up to January. I think it's like 15 or 17, mm-hmm. but you're only given a, a, a two-week period to hunt per hunter in that area. So right. I, I just happened to look out and get October 1st till October uh, 14th. <laughs> uh, so I have 14 days to uh, legally take as many deer as uh, the IDNR will allow, which typically means two bucks and as many does as really you want. Or you can fit in your freezer, yeah. for that matter. <laughs> Which is a cool, and, and that's how they do it in all the state areas. Uh, you know, I've hunted uh, Des Plaines Conservation Area. I've just hunted uh, Heideke Lake. I've, I've hunted the chain I've, and under right. an archery permit. And so that's how it's done, and it's such a cool thing. So you pull well, it. Well, let me, let me correct you there for a no. minute, Chauncey. I don't want you to give the, re, uh, the listeners uh, some um, misleading information. Gun season is like that. You you apply for a lottery, mm-hmm. and you get one of two dates. Um, for archery, you can actually, it's not a lottery, you just apply for a permit, and you can hunt from October 1st all the way up to January 17th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you but, get that whole period. Yeah, but some of these areas, you know, you get a permit also for a specific time frame for archery. 
and what were the deer hunting with the rifle you get it for the first season or the second season or both, yeah, correct. or if you're really lucky which i never am uh yeah. <laughs> i'm not as lucky as you yeah. <laughs> but okay so you get this permit and you almost fall, probably fall off the kitchen chair seeing that it's for october one and uh right you, I think it's just camp. You know, Jose, I'm sitting there going, he rips the envelope open and goes, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I wanted, I wanted uh, to get a period around the rut because you hear, you know, everybody, every, when, when, when people hear it's, you know, the first time it's been open in 150 years, people are immediately thinking, you know, there's going to be big bucks in there because nobody has, you know, hunted it. So immediately people are thinking big bucks, which, you know, typically are taken during the runs. Mm -hmm. So I put my uh, uh, trail cameras on there. I honestly, I didn't see a single buck in the whole property. (laughs) So at that point, I'm like, well, you know, I have to make the best out of the situation. So I have to take, you know, if if it's a doe, well, I'm going to have to take a doe. Um, But, you know, again, the important thing for me was to take it ethically and with minimal disruption to the surrounding environment. Exactly. Because Nikki, the biologist, I mean, she's trying to, I mean, this, this is just a pilot program, but she wants to expand this to other areas. So I really didn't want to, you know, mess it up for her, you know, mm-hmm. take a bad shot and have a, a deer walking around the neighborhood with, with a, uh, an arrow in, in, you know, its gut. Yeah. Because that would shut it down immediately. I mean, there's, there's houses 50 yards on either side of this property. Oh, wow. Either side, either side. So it's, it's a really relatively small sliver of land in the middle of the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And the neat thing about it is you put the cameras up there. You didn't see anything, you know, nothing trophy, but, you know. So then you go up there and you, you put up a tree stand, correct? Correct. What kind of tree stand? I was kind of, kind of curious. Was it a climber or a, a ladder? Well... <laughs> How do I put this? So, so I have a, a, a one of those mobile setups, but those are pretty expensive. Yeah, I don't know the area, so I don't know if I put it up one day if it's still going to be there the next day. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, that does that yeah. does tend to happen. Even public, even just regular public land. Yeah, so I'm thinking I'm not going to do that because I have a pretty expensive one. So I opted for you know the cheapest one that they sell, which mm-hmm. is. Uh, it's it's basically it looks like a ladder, but it's, yeah. it's like fifty bucks, and then the the seat uh, part was another fifty, so it's like about a hundred dollars yeah. investment. And I'm thinking, well, if somebody takes it, I mean, it's no big loss, right? Yeah, but I do have the mobile setups. I just I, I haven't hunted there before. I don't know if it was going to be there the next day. Yeah, the reason I'm giggling is because I. I, we we haven't said a name or anything, but I probably have one that's just like that. And I remember I put it up there, strapped it down, did all the stuff, and as I'm going up the ladder, I'm going, "Why am I using this?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, absolutely. So you get up in the tree stand, and you're sitting there, watching the world wake up. Oh yeah, that must be so that, cool. That that I think, without a doubt, is the best part of hunting is when the sun first peeks out at the world and the first rays of the sun start hitting the, the woods and everything just all of a sudden starts waking up. You start hearing birds call. Mm-hmm. You start hearing the squirrels start to move around. Uh, you start to hear the first uh, uh, twigs snap as deer are walking all around you. 
And remember, this is early season, so a lot of times you can't really see them there's, because there's so much uh, foliage around yeah. them. You can't really see them, so all you can do is hear them. And then, you know, eventually one will pop out in, you know, the five or ten feet that, that you can actually take a, a good shot at. Yes, there's nothing like being in a deer stand, everyone, and your 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 senses are so keyed. Your hearing, your sight, your oh, track. Yeah, absolutely, and that, absolutely. And that dang squirrel sounds like a 175 pound deer walking through the woods, right? <laughs> and you go, oh, yeah. here he comes, here he comes, and you go, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're sitting up there. Dawn comes around. What's the next thing that happens? What happened was, um, I think it was uh, maybe a yearling came out, mm. and I'm thinking uh, it's probably not going to happen with this guy. It's he's too small. I don't, I don't want to be embarrassed, you know, <laughs> when it comes out in the newspaper. It's bad enough that I have to take a doe, you know, when all my friends are probably thinking he's going to take a, you know, uh, a monster, or yeah. a monster. Yeah. But okay, I'll take a doe. But again, this yearling comes out, and I'm like, no, I, I can't do that. And then uh, the mom comes out, and I'm thinking, or, or, or a bigger one. I don't know if it was a mom, but a bigger one comes out, and I'm like, well, now I can't take the mom either because, the, you know, the yearling is going to be left uh, yeah. without uh, a parent. Right. But then another one comes out, and I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> it's got an older brother that can take care of it. <laughs> and so eventually uh, what happened is that there were two twins, and then it was like maybe a two or three year old that popped out, and then um, uh, the bigger one uh, gave me a good shot, and that's when I took it. And that's when you took it, yeah. And uh, right underneath the tree too. So it, that's why when you you could probably tell from the shot that it's like go, almost like going straight down, and that's because I was really high up, and I had to take a shot straight down uh, in the only open air really the only open area where I could get a good shot. You're using a crossbow, right? Correct. Okay, and, and everybody crossbows are, the, you know, people think and, and probably Mr. Guzman here is going to tell you, you know, the, I'll hear, oh, you know, they shoot so much farther. They, do, they really don't shoot farther than an arrow. The kinetic energy drops off after a while. Right. I mean, it's it's Absolutely. it's just giving you a better aiming tool to harvest an animal. Then that's how I look at it. And yeah. So you <laughs> what I'm giggling again about is you're schlepping your gear, you're schlepping out your uh, crossbow to catch your tree stand up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You need two sherpas with you. Yeah, something. <laughs> it, it it is a very uh physically demanding hobby. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you that. It is. It's not like you can just show up. I mean, you have to, I mean, what a lot of people do is they'll go before the season actually starts Mm -hmm. or before they do their actual hunt and they'll clear like their trail, you know, they'll make sure that there's no um, twigs or things like that, that, you know, they could step on and, you know, alert the deer that Mm -hmm. they're there. So people spend a lot of time um, preparing their areas. Yeah. Everybody, we're speaking with Jose Guzman who shot the, Legally harvested the first deer on public lands in Illinois and Cook County in of 150 okay. years. 150 years. It's amazing. You harvest the deer. You got to go down there. You've got to take care of business with the, the animal. Now you got to schlep it out. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was actually an ordeal because, again, this is an area, this is an area that hasn't been hunted before. So the, the trails are, are all, like, really rough. I mean... Mm-hmm. 
I, I had a game cart, but there's like little samplings all over the place that instead of rolling it out of there, you're dragging it out of there still mm-hmm. for most of the part. So, yeah, I slept really good that night, let me tell you. <laughs> He's love guy. I love that. I'm the nice guy. Listening to you talk, I feel like I was sitting with you. That's how excited yeah. I am talking to you. Well, you know, Jose, the other thing is, you know, you would highly recommend if somebody is, uh, you know, looking into getting into archery deer hunting, whether it's a, a longbow or a crossbow, really doing some research on with the DNR and because there are places with uh, IRAP that you hunt in Illinois for deer. There's uh, places like you hunted. Uh, state land that uh, you know that you you pull a permit for and and just get out there and be part of it, and I think that's yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think this is I think this is especially important program for today's youth. Mm-hmm. You know, they're out there in the woods. They're not creating havoc for the rest of society. Yeah, or 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 uh, you know, uh, playing video games, uh, some other you know. This, they're getting good exercise. They're out there uh, enjoying uh, their lives. Mm-hmm. So it's a great activity for for uh, especially today's youth. Yeah. And and you're seeing that it's it's you know it's starting to die off a little bit. You know, it's it's mostly older uh, the older generation that are still hunting. Which is that we need to get the youth. We need to get more of the women involved. We, and me because the more we get them involved. The, the larger the sport grows, the better it's healthier. It's healthier for our environment, believe it or not. Uh, Absolutely. keeps the population down and stuff like that. But, I mean, it is just so much fun. Now, did you get into this later in life? or I did. I did. I've only really been hunting deer for maybe five years. So, yeah, I yeah. did get into it really late in life. Procrastination, that's, that's what, you know, just, yeah. I kept on thinking. Well, you know, eventually, next year, next year, and... And all of a sudden, you know, in my late 40s, thinking, well, <laughs> now or never. Yeah. Well, good. I am, I am so fired up that you did this. I'm fired up that you told people about how the excitement of watching. Th- that's what's the neatest thing about deer hunting or uh, duck hunting, goose hunting. You watch the world light up in the morning around yeah, totally. you. It is so special. It, it's almost like you don't want it to – you don't want to – Harvest your animals so you have to stop, okay? <laughs> it's because like, yeah. I, I like this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, any last words you want to say to all of the people that are listening to this uh, that we all congratulate you? It's not so much that you take a buck or a doe. You harvested a quality animal that's going to be great yeah. for the table. You've helped the environment out. Those Absolutely. are the best things, yeah. Well, the, you know, my last words, you know, just uh, a reminder that deer management is an important program keep deer populations in check. Mm-hmm. You know, without that, as Nikki mentioned, you know, the only thing that keeps deer in check is either uh, their health, you know, the uh, CWD is rampant right now because the populations are so big, mm-hmm. or predators. But reality, we've taken out most of their natural predators. Without hunters, their populations are really going to uh, skyrocket, and, and we're going to have accidents. We're just going to have Incidents where people are going to start to negatively be impacted by the deer population. Deer management, really important program. Well, once again, my friend, Jose Guzman, congratulations. Uh, I hope when you come back and the deer's all processed and you're going to sit down to that first beautiful plate and you just take a nice slice, put it in your mouth, and you go, I did a good thing. That was that same day. <laughs> that same day. That deer was harvested at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. We were enjoying a good meal. 
<laughs> oh, I, you know what? I need to sit down with you someplace and have just a great conversation, Jose. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Everyone, the, Jose Guzman, who harvested the first legally hunted white-tailed deer on public land, uh, state land, rather, in the county of Cook more than 150 years. Thank you for being the first, my friend. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. You too. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Hey, man, you seen that bear go by here? A bear? Yeah, man, he had on a ranger's hat. A bear with a ranger's hat? Oh, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, man, he had a shovel in his hand, too. Oh, did he have a picnic basket, too? No, man, not that bear. You know, like the bear that checks out the forest, man. Oh, what's he checking out, man? Well, like he's checking out for careless people, man, who start fires in the forest. Oh, that sounds real heavy, man. Hey, well, it is. You know, like every year some dude forgets to put out his campfire and a match or a cigarette or something else, you know, and like thousands of acres go up in smoke. Up in smoke, man? That's right. Yeah, smoke. <laughs> like in fire that could burn up this place. Yeah? Yeah, and that's why the bear, he says, only you can prevent forest fires. Hey, I know that bear, man. What's his name again? Smokey Bear. Well, what do you need him for, man? Because I need a ride back to the city. <laughs> A public service of the Forest Service, USDA, your state foresters, and the Ad Council. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Waterworks Marine is looking to expand their five-star rated marine mechanic staff, become part of the Waterworks staff, and feel what it's like to be part of the best marine mechanic staff in the Midwest with training, benefits, good pay, and more. When people know you're a marine mechanic at Waterworks, they know you're now part of the best of the best. For job inquiries, call 708-798-9700 or contact them at waterworks.com. Tell them Chauncey sent you. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. That's the sound you'll hear at the Illinois Conservation Foundation Director's Hunt taking place on November 28th and 29th, right after Thanksgiving, at the new location, the Jim Edgar Panther Creek State Fish and Wildlife Area in central Illinois near Springfield. This hunt will include lunch and a banquet dinner on the 28th, 
overnight lodging, as well as breakfast on the 29th. Hunting guides and dogs will be provided if needed. For more information, go to the ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org for special early bird pricing and save on groups of four. Make your plans. I'll be there. Get them. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one London low dealer in the Midwest at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the true magazine for the Midwest sportsman at MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois where the sandwich is the sandwich. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant, or a restaurant just for you and that special person, at 1 South LaGrange Road in downtown LaGrange at gpitaliano.com, 708-325-4590. Diamond Ghost Charters with Captain Tony at diamondghostcharters.com and Ren Lake Area Tourism at renlake.com a little bit of heaven at exit 77 on interstate 57 well let me tell you a story about a little fella black and blue with a hand of yellow the blue gill boogie yeah, the bluegill boogie When the bass ain't biting and the trout are gone You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor On ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago The bluegill boogie well, welcome back, everybody, to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. I hope you didn't run away too fast. You know, you know, you had to go someplace in the house or you're, you know, putting gas in the car or whatever. But, uh, you know, checking us out. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I had a lot of, oh, Mike, that Jose Guzman, it was so much fun. I, I even forgot I was on the radio when I was talking to him. I was having so much fun. And, then of course, the, the two walleye champions, you cannot go wrong with that. Congratulations to both of them. They did a fantastic job. So good going. But let's talk about a couple of other things that are going out there. First of all, let's get the Aiden Fishing Report in so I don't get anybody calling me saying I didn't say it this week. Okay, the Aiden Report is brought to you by our friends at Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Tell them uh, Chauncey sent you. Okay? Papa, we played two hockey games last weekend, and we won both games. Woo-woo! That's what he wrote. Woo-woo! <laughs> Dad and I then afterwards took a ride to the St. Joe River, and we saw a bunch of steelhead and salmon around Berrien Springs. We did not fish because it was a quick trip, but we even saw a lot of fish using the fish ladder. How can they jump like that? What they and they only have a tail. One guy I that's an interesting question, you know. One guy I talked to said smallmouth bass and walleye were really slow in the river. On the way back, we stopped cuz it got cold 
and I had my favorite hot chocolate from Bucks. Uh, thanks for dropping off the deer blind. I set it up in the yard and pretended I shot a 12-point buck. Your fishing magician and hockey forward, Aiden. <laughs> uh, that's my grandson, Aiden. Who always brings our fishing report from Western Michigan every week, sponsored by our friends at Waterworks Marine. I'm giggling because I could see his face. That's why. <laughs> okay, let's talk fishing. Lake Erie. Perch alert, perch alert. Perch size and quantities are definitely increasing with the colder weather coming into that area. The perch are caught near uh, Best Bay and Stony Point, just north of the Sterling State Park boat ramp. Remember that. Anglers are using emerald shiners on perch spreaders. Wally were also caught outside of the Fermilab power plant in near Stony Point. Anglers are, were trolling for walleye with artificial husky jerks and bandits in 20 to 25 feet of water. Did pretty well. Water temperatures definitely dropping quick and bigger fish should be biting, which everybody's going to get excited about. Um, yeah, oh, you got that? We got, got my attention on that one, buddy. Um, let's talk about Snagging in Illinois. That's that season. Snagging for Chinook and Coho salmon is permitted in the following areas of Lake Michigan. Uh, It's on the shoreline, by the way, from October 1st to December 31st. No snagging is allowed any time within 200 feet of a moored boat, watercraft, or as posted. Uh, A Lincoln Park lagoon from the Fullerton Avenue Bridge to the southern end of the lagoon. Waukegan Harbor from the uh, North Harbor Basin only. Winnetka Power Plant Discharge Area only, and the Jackson Harbor Inner and Outer Harbors are the places that you most definitely want to be. Uh, really, it's, you know, salmon fishing on the lakefront is all casting, glow-to-dark spoons, uh, big silver wobblers, something that's going to tr- draw their attention. Uh, if you're going with bait, spawn sacks, skein, uh, night crawlers under a bobber are all seem to be working quite well. Uh, I really like that operation. And the Chain of Lakes has been on fire. The Chain of Lakes in Illinois has been on fire. Get out there. A little bit of everything was biting in the last couple of days. Wow. Well, I could hear the flute playing, so that must mean we're coming to the end of the program. And I like to leave you with a Native American proverb. This one is from the Lakota Nation. And this, if you think about it, you go, yeah, even a small mouse has anger. Even a small mouse has anger. <laughs> Never thought about that, did you? I, I, you know, I forgot about that. And when I, I saw it in my little notes, I said, I'm going to use that one. Oh, very, very true. Hey, please remember, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, the fish we catch, the birds we shoot, the deer we harvest. We're barring it all from our children's children. See you next week right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors.